All right, you're talking, I'm talking. All right. You don't know who's coming over. It's not just little right. little, little mm-hmm. boys and girls. Mm-hmm. There's bad people that come over, too. Yeah. So it's in your interest. Rapists, murderers. <laughs> there are some of and those. And I assume some good people. Yeah, <laughs> I assume. I assume. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't check it myself, but... Huge. Huge. <laughs> the wall. See that ceiling? It's going to be even taller. <laughs> uh, it's, it's so funny. It's funny, though. It's always been funny. There's a little sample of a recent visit. I went to Corpus Christi to meet up with my friend Jeremy Keeler. And um, not really. I, uh, not just to do that. I'm, that was kind of a side benefit, you know. Like, Jenny was going to meet up with her friends anyway, so I thought, well, all right, well, I'm not going to be doing anything anyway, so I guess I'll I'll meet up with Jeremy on our way to South Padre Island. So anyway, this is the conversation there, and uh, we were testing out a new mobile microphone um, recorder that has stereo, and I'm not sure if this is going to be annoying to hear in stereo, but I'm going to leave it there because I really don't want to mess with editing it down to a... A mono thing anyway now one note a technical note one of the microphones was turned down hold on let me wait till this cackling bug stops I'm on my front porch right now because it seems like better sound minus the cicadas so I'll wait in interludes for the uh, loud cicada to you know give me a break here anyway uh, yeah one of the microphones was set to like 56 or something the other one was at 85 so um mine was the one was that was at 85 so you can hear jeremy very well um and he kept pushing the microphone a little bit away from him uh which was a good thing uh to do in principle Uh, it didn't really matter to my voice in there anyway that's why his is a little bit louder and uh in future when i use this thing again they will be equal. Equality is what we're going for because we are good socialists. Okay, with that being said, let's continue with this conversation, which goes in a lot of directions, but uh, I cut out the really good points, and I think it's great content. So enjoy. Um, watching the Biden administration, well, you know, when, when, when they were uh, about to get take power or after they had won the election, I did air quotes. Yeah, quote, quote um, There was this, you know, in the, in the, in the press, it's like this euphoria. Oh, oh, oh. What kind of ice cream do you like, Mr. President? Chocolate. <laughs> it's like, oh my How sophisticated. God. It's like, no, is, it, is it, is it, is it, Cherry, it have is it Cherry Garcia? <laughs> You see that? No, you I seen that clip? I, I'm totally tuned oh, out. Oh man, I watched that clip. It was it was it's I'm not exaggerating. They asked him, he was sitting there eating some ice cream and they're like disrespectful. See the the thing is is that they <clears throat> feel that they, say, they say that he's oh yeah. This I'm waking good. up. Oh yeah, it's coming, you yeah, got it. I drank it. I started before you, I still have some. I'm sipping this stuff. Yeah, I'm a I'm I'm a drinker. I'm like, let's get it in. Get in. What? So if you got a laptop, would it be an apple? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have an iMac. Yeah, you, you do have one. Uh, yeah, I bought an iMac last year, a new one. I Is replaced it a my pro own. or regular or what? No, iMac's the desktop. Oh, desktop. Okay. Yeah. Now, well, okay. But you don't now want they do the have an iMac Pro. Oh, okay. 
But you don't like the, the iPhone, or you haven't tried it, or whatever. Uh, no, it doesn't have anything to do with that. Uh, I've been on T-Mobile for probably 13, 14 years. And you probably don't remember this, but when maybe you do. When iPhone first came out, you could only for like four or five years. No, AT and T. Oh, it's AT and T. Only on AT and T for like five years. Wow. You didn't know that? Did they do a deal with that? Yes, they did. Oh. They took. They took. Apple went to Verizon. Verizon gave them the. I don't know, okay. So I don't even know if they even bothered with Sprint because Sprint had this archaic network. Oh yeah, it's and then terrible. they went. It was a you can't, GSM. You can't use your phone and call. You know, be on a phone call. You can't do data at the same. time. T-Mobile's like, like slowly upgrading that and shutting stuff down. And turns my brother stuff still has like. It's, he's, yeah. he's got it's going to be years before they figure all that out. It's a big cluster. How are they going to be competitive if they're way behind and trying to figure out? I mean, five G is next, and they're still trying to figure out what four G is for T-Mobile and stuff. T-Mobile has the biggest 5G network in the country. Oh, they do? Yeah. Didn't they, did they way. buy Sprint or what? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm saying they're, it's going to be years for them to integrate all those customers. Oh, okay. No, no, T-Mobile's so way ahead of everybody else as far as 5G. The closest one is probably Verizon, and they're like a third the size. I'm on 5G right now. But I'm in Every time I get, well, this doesn't have 5G, but it'll say it at the top mm. when I'm in a zone, and it's always... Slower, almost always. If it doesn't slower. have 5G, then it's telling you there's 5G and available. It's available, but you you're don't not have getting it. it. Yes, and you're getting the leftovers. It's, and it's still slow. You. Why would it be like slower though? You would think more people are getting 5G. It's taking them off. Your the phone 4G. doesn't have the ability to take advantage of that. I know, but wouldn't the 4G be faster because more people would be coming off of the 4G using the 5G? And therefore, it would be. Oh well, yeah, but nah. I, think, I think the majority of most people are still on 4G. That's slowly yeah, changing. Yeah. Okay. So it's still. Uh, it's like 3G. They shut that. They shut that down like a year or two ago. But that's how long it took. Yeah. It takes a really long time. But no, T-Mobile right now, as far as uh, network goes, they're like, they've been they've been pumping billions of dollars in their network. AT&T and Verizon just kind of sat on their lead. And I don't know, man. I would say within a couple of years, T-Mobile will pass AT&T. And then the only one left will be Verizon. So they're they're close to AT&T. I think AT&T still has like 10 million more customers. Like 70 million to 81 million or something. Is it cheaper or what? How no, much, how no. Much is the, oh, okay. It's just, they, they remember they used to be a, a, a what was it called? It was, it was Bell. Southwestern Bell, and then became AT&T, and it was uh, AT&T Wireless for a while, which I don't even think exists anymore. Maybe it does. No, they're just bigger, more established, especially out here. Southwestern Bell was in, in uh, Texas, yeah. right? So AT&T is, is headquartered. I don't know where. It's either San Antonio or Dallas. It's headquartered in Texas, so bigger presence here. Well, for a company like AT&T, who used to be a phone company, then it gets into internet, and then it got into entertainment. Cellular. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, so they're into that too. Oh, they are. Dish and all that. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, cell phone service—they're evolving, and that's good. You know, you, a, a lot of companies they just oh, this is what we are like. America Online. It's like, how did yeah. you not go to high-speed internet? Well, T-Mobile is trying to. It's interesting to watch these big players play these chess games. So what T-Mobile is doing is they're, they've been rolling out their uh, internet at home. Okay. 
So they're, they're going after cable. Yeah, we have Spectrum in... It's okay. It's like, it's great when it's not. Spectrum stopped working. Yeah, they, yeah I have Spectrum yeah, too. It's intermittent like, yeah. sometimes. Like, oh, it's not working. It's like, what's so, happening right now? Yeah. So guess what I do? Yeah. I, put, I will literally turn the Wi-Fi on my phone and I will run my TV off of it yeah. because I'm not sitting there hoping that, you know, in the next five minutes, the Wi-Fi is going to start working again. Do you guys run? So, <laughs> the goal is, so I, I just started listening to a book. Blocking your sound waves. It's good. I just started listening to a book <clears throat> on apartment syndication. Apartment syndication. It's like real estate investing and broadcasting merged. That's what it sounds like. This syndication is... Uh, has not, I mean, it can be... It, it's traditionally you hear about it with broadcasting, but... So, <clears throat> what apartment syndications, and it, it's big time. I mean, I, I'm, this is like five to seven years away, I think, for me. No, no, maybe. Maybe if I get aggressive at it, I can You can do get it. a six to eight unit apartment, or even a four. Uh, you want a bigger one? These, When you do apartment syndication, you're dealing with multiple, multiple millions of dollars. Oh, but you're a partial <clears throat> owner, then. You're coming, coming Well, I, I have a friend that does that. I would not be. <clears throat> see, he's a passive investor in a syndication. Probably. I would be the syndicator oh okay so, so you would be starting it. I would be starting the syndication and I would be uh, raising I'd be bringing the investors in okay and then I would I have another have, friend that might be familiar with that yeah also. oh yeah it, it's it's one of those deals it's like um, okay how do you set a goal you're a truck driver right if you'd never driven a truck in your life it's going to be overwhelming to you. Right. All the stuff you yeah. have to do. Everything. Just just attaching trailers and or, or getting it, starting it, that's enough. Driving it, you're like, oh, you know, yeah. in, in traffic. Oh, yeah, it's, it's one like, of the hardest yeah. things to right. do. Right. But after you've been doing it a while. Once you, there's a whole program. It's a like, learning process. When, when I get into my car, there's a whole different <clears> program that <throat> snaps right into place. Yeah. You get in the truck. Like a template plays over you. Way of Your life. interface changes. Yeah. yeah, the way you turn, everything's right. different. Right, right. But when you're first starting off, like all the things that you have to pay attention to when you have everything making a turn. No, just the other day, I got it. We'll get back to apartment syndication. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Pause. Random. No. Okay, so I was pretty proud of myself. This is what a truck driver goes through, right? So I'm like feeling out this turn. And there's, they've got these... You're wetting out the turn? Feeling it out. What does that mean? Well, because you're using intuition. You're going to look at everything. Like you're going to take a corner? I can feel it, right? I can feel it in my gut. You can gut. tell if you're going to clip it. Am I going to make yeah. this turn or not? And it was very close. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I don't know if I can make it. But my gut was saying, yeah, you got you got room. So it's a right turn. So it's even tighter. Okay. So you have to go left. You got to take Swing out. This, yeah. yeah. Because they had these barrels for the construction zone mm -hmm. blocking off a whole lane. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I was right on those barrels. Like Did you I touch probably them? The, the, the tire probably touched. I couldn't see because of the mirror, but I know I, I, I did see, but I didn't see how close. Like cause it might have ran over a little bit of the rubber part on the bottom of the barrel, you know. It might have, but it was there was still room, you know. And I was like I I did this exactly perfectly, you know. The human brain's amazing, isn't it? It's like but my gut now my gut will tell me something's wrong here you're missing something okay, and it's just like once you get seven years into a CDL the, the brain 
is taking input from the steering wheel. It's taking what Everything. you know about your load, the whole thing, the G forces yeah. on, on the rig, yeah. and it's calculating in real time. If I do this, and the truck's got to lean this, and I got to take it at this many degrees, yeah. if, and it's one second. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, we can do that. Yeah, it'll take. Amazing. But if I'm talking, <clears throat> if you're what? If I'm talking or I'm listening, there's, can't, that can't shuts do down. Right. Yeah. Whatever somebody says in that turn. I'm gonna be like, all right, you need to tell me that which, again because I didn't hear anything. Which tells you that that's the same part of your brain. It's taking the same part of the brain. Right, yeah, right. absolutely. It, it's using all the resources now. How the resources for talking and listening and calculating three-dimensional space and uh, what is it, trigonometry or something like that? You know, whatever crazy yeah. mathematical equations that are going into that term. And but, but think about this. Is, I, I, I told Jet this a couple of years ago. I said, you, when you go to sleep, your, your conscious brain turns off and you know, your subconscious brain takes over. I said, but you're, it's still telling your heart to beat. Yeah. It's still telling you to take it. You don't have any memory of that stuff. No. And it's no. still all, it's, it's amazing. Automatic programming. <clears throat> but the humbling thing is. And Elon Musk is going to go full self-driving. I don't yeah. think so. <laughs> you don't think so? Not in a while. No. Not in a while. He's got some powerful equipment in those yeah, cars. Yeah. But there's a, just like what you were just, imagine a robot. It's all software. Imagine a robot having to do the exact same thing. Uh, it what? could eventually do it, but it's got taken a lot of data. It's a, yeah, it's a matter of identifying the objects. Mm -hmm. And uh, like, what if there was a turn it couldn't do and it was supposed to take that turn? Now it has to reroute, right? Yeah. You know, which is what I... And how does it know it can't take that turn unless another truck has gone before yeah. it? Yeah, so fortunately for me, uh, I can be more at ease about my job mm -hmm. because we're not, at, <clears throat> we're not even at really the beginning of jobs being replaced, truck driver jobs being replaced. Yeah, I, I mean, they have technology, but, but there's a huge economic incentive, especially sure. for older yeah, no, I get that. I get, it makes sense. I said ten years ago. I'm oh, sorry, two years ago. It would take at least ten years before you got to the part where eighteen wheelers would be allowed with no people in the cab. Ten years, and I was so we got eight more years, okay. I believe, before they're ready to go. Okay, no people. Probably. Yeah. Because all it's gonna have is the very. It's and people go, oh yeah, but uh, humans when they're driving trucks, they get in accidents all the time. Well, yeah, that's true, but. We trust each other more than that. But the minute one of those robot trucks yeah. has an accident, here come the it's lawsuits. It's all over the news. Yeah, there's... It's, there's well, what happens when a Tesla hits something? Right, right. Every there's, day in the city, people hit stuff, but when a Tesla does it... Yeah, just last week, <coughs> a, t uh, a gas-powered car ran into a Tesla. The gas-powered car went into flames. Mm. Now, if the Tesla went into flames, it would be national news. But since it was a gas-powered car, that's... We gotta, combustible. We gotta figure out the whole lithium-ion fire thing because I think it's figured out. Is it? How so many it, fires it, has it, there it, been? Well, three so, in the last four well, years. Yeah, when you are a firefighter and you come up on that. Oh, they need to know. Yeah, they they definitely need saying. to have education. I need to put it yeah. Um, so getting back to apartment syndication. Okay, back to the syndication. Very, it's back. very overwhelming. You know when I'm when I'm when I'm listening to it, it'll pick it up. Oh. When I'm listening to it, uh, by the way, this is two channels. You can actually increase my channel 
to keep oh, yours. Oh, really? That's right. It's actually so that'll come. It'll be stereo. If I'm not mistaken. This yeah. might even have the ability to do four channels here and then here. So you could have four. You'd have four people. Nice. Talking one here, one here. Oh, would down. it split the microphone or what? This is a channel. Okay. And this yeah. is a channel. And this is a channel. And this is a channel. So you could have four people. You have two on mics, and then you're not. And you, if one guy's over here and he's not talking very loud, you just increase his microphone. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that again. stuff. See, I was meant for podcasting. I was doing audio like way before. I was doing audio editing a long time ago. And when we when we started doing that, uh, a couple of podcasts uh, five years ago mm-hmm. or whatever, it the technology wasn't there to like anchor to just put the stuff out there you had to be and even anchor to be fair is probably in its infancy it'll get better because it's questionable sometimes whether it's you know what's weird though it's like a lot of famous people are diving into the podcast Mm. world like it's like don't you have enough money you already have enough fame stay out for the rest of us so we can get in there but they're doing it and what that tells me is like this is a huge opportunity these are very smart people and they want to make money at this. What, what blows my mind about podcasting is I've been listening to podcasts for 13, 14 years when there was literally only like a couple of hundred of them. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't very many. I, I, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. It was kind of a niche thing. And uh, at first, you couldn't even call them podcasts because Apple would see, but then eventually it's like, that's oh, great. About 11 years ago, I saw Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they let it go. Yeah, okay, it's, it's out of the bag. You can't control that. Yeah. But they tried for a little while. Anyways, I would tell people, they go, what do you listen to? Like, you li- what, you li- what kind of music do you listen to? Oh, I'm not listening to music. I'm listening to a podcast. Yeah, yeah. A what cast? A I, can't Im- I can't imagine people listening to music all day. Like, oh, I listen to music. Yeah. I mean, I can do it some. Yeah, it's, I'm on the it's mainly other for end variety. Of that. Yeah. yeah, I need to do that as a discipline, but I, I don't. I, I Here, here's here's the thing. If I'm listening to a book about apartment syndication, after about 20 minutes, I'm like, whoa. I have, to, take start, I have to take a break. Yeah. I can't. And, and when I say take a break, I mean, I'll see you tomorrow. Because my brain has to crunch. I, I'm not. So is the bar uh, variable for entry? Like, do you need a quarter of a million dollars to start into there? If you're an investor, you have to, yes, you do have to be an accredited investor. There's two kinds of investors. How do you get accredited? You have to have a net worth of a million dollars. There's SEC documents you have to file, and you have to have tax returns. Uh, so now but that's the is valuable at some point. That is the investor side. Right. But if you're a syndicator, you go and find those people. And you're just basically, right. you're basically managing, right? You're you bring in the investors. You identify the. I'm 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 giving it giving you the real simplified version. But you basically you find the property. You have the investors. They want to buy this apartment complex in uh, in, uh, in Orlando. It's a 400 unit. It's uh, forty million dollars. Oh, that's huge. Oh yeah, they do big ones. I mean, you can do small ones like two or three million, but and then you and, the, and you so you might have to have twenty investors or fifty. Inv- I don't know. Whatever. It depends on how wealthy they are, right? So they basically give you the money. Investors. Syndicator brings in the investors. They buy the property. And there's different types of apartments. There's a distressed, I can't either. meaning they need a lot of work. So you gotta get them at a deal. And the investors know going in, we're getting this at a deal, and we're going to 
update it. We're going to update the tenants, update the rents. They generally will hold it for uh, three to five years and they sell it. Oh, okay. So they're when they so they're getting uh, uh, every month they get they get to, they get a little bit of a profit share. Yeah. And then what at the you, end, when they get sold, yeah. they get all their money back plus, plus a profit. Okay. And then the guy who brings in the syndication, he can have many, many different roles. He can manage it. He can. Um, uh, there's all there's crazy amounts of fees. What is a, a, a typical expected return annually? Like 20 percent. Um, I think the returns are generally uh, between like 10 and 14 percent. Oh wow. Okay. Which, okay, well, if much somebody else, if, if you're just an investor, remember you're a passive investor. Yeah, investor. That's best so you just go to, really you just go to, vac- go to work, go to vacation, hang out, and you're making. Yeah. If you just donated, oh, donate. If you invested a million dollars, that's a hundred grand, hundred forty thousand dollars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. For an, and then when it's sold. You, do it you get no, you get the profit too, yeah. and all your money back. Oh, on top of the fourteen percent. On top of the fourteen percent. Yeah, because remember, people are paying rents, right? So yeah. everything has to be paid. The top property taxes, your managers, any maintenance, all that. All that's left over is profit, and that goes. Why wouldn't you just want to own? You know, and just have a cash flow. Why would you want to? Start over and do something. Because else. what they're what they're doing is they're deploying their capital, yeah. making it work for them, yeah. build build up equity, and they pull out, so and they just they're repeat doing the a process. Bit, they're, they're getting the most, best of both worlds when it comes to all right. I'm getting these dividends mm-hmm. from the rent, and also I get this lump sum at the end. That is and there's tax free. advantages, all that stuff too. Oh, okay. So yeah, even from flipping. Well, yeah, it's not flipping. Well, I guess it kind of in a weird way is flipping. Giant flips. But three years, you think there's like a five-year thing if you hold it three five. to five. I mean, but yeah, they they do three purposes. years. So here's the thing: the, the most amazing thing I've also started looking. Go ahead. You do like a ten whatever, and you you put it into a new property. Uh, you can do whatever you want. You can't. Oh, a 1035 exchange. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that works with that these work. because you have m- multiple. It's okay. a syndication. You got like 20 owners. Okay. I don't. Yeah. You would all have to go to the same. I don't know oh, it's gonna work. But you, well, like, okay. You could, you could, when you get, when it, when it gets sold, I guess technically, I don't know. That's that's something I don't know. You might be able to invest in another syndication. So there's syndications for apartment complexes. There's syndications for mobile home parks. There's there's syndications for uh, mobile home parks. Cash cows. Cash cows. Think about it. You own a mobile home park. You're charging between 150 and 300 bucks for a little pad. They own their own trailer. They they, they maintain their trailer. Oh, that's good. What is it? Uh, sausage and egg. Okay. A lot of bread. But, but it's the good kind. It's soft. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's croissant. It's croissant. Yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, this bread. We don't, we don't do bread. Not on keto day. Yeah, it's hard to do keto on So, um, so yeah, so the mobile home parks, those things make tremendous amounts of money. There's virtually no expenses. You have to maintain the road, the lights, the pay manager, pay manager. But some of these things have 200, 200 trailers on them. Once the infrastructure is built, I bet it's right. Yeah, yeah, they're buying existing infrastructure. So. 
Maybe you have 200 trailers and you're charging $200 for a pad, which is kind of low. That's 40 grand a month. Nice. 40 grand a month. And you back out all your expenses, you're probably still looking at 15 or 20,000 a month in profit. Nice. That's at 200 a pad. More than that, it goes higher. Profit. Yeah. And then you get to depreciate stuff. You get to take off. Every, all, every single penny of expense is a tax deductible. Insurances, your your managers, your buildings, your equity. That's why I got to get to the point where I have the equity. You know, I got to get break out of this. You know what we've been doing. You know, getting close to out of debt and then something. Which happens. surprises me that you're doing the Ramsey thing because what you're talking about is next level. But you're like, no, I need to take the, go to the preschool first. I'm just like, yeah. God, just go to the next level. No, you got to have. You have to have a. So. What you're talking about? I'm not against that. The Ramsey way of like 100% cash everything. That's so stupid. For business. This is what I talk about in the podcast there. For personal things, yeah, being cash mm-hmm. heavy and not borrowing mm-hmm. or borrowing minimum or whatever. <coughs> with low interest rate. That can make sense. You want to get rid of all, a lot of the debt and, and build a, a strong cash position. You also want to probably have a good cash position in business, but like if, if you're going to make your first investment, you got to wait all this time to, to save $140, $150. That's your first investment. I didn't to buy your house. one house. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. you know. But once you get your house, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it should be all about leveraging. It can be, but I did the numbers though. And if, if all things being equal, let's say you have $150,000 houses, and one of them's completely paid for. I used my house as a, a, mm-hmm. as a, a, a template for this. Fully paid off, or you had that same equity in five houses, mm-hmm. and you, well, you will make more money with the five houses, but it's like 20% more for five times the amount of effort. Like, five times the amount of effort? Yeah, because you you got five different houses, you gotta have, the, you, you'll have a manager and stuff, but. You have one manager, one unless manager. they're spread out all over the place, I guess. Well, it'll be 20% more, but. You're well, how doing, much is your equity then? It would be it would be twenty percent per house. I'm I'm assuming it, it'd be more than twenty because you can't take the equity. You're you're not counting inflation. Okay, let me tell you something. Uh, <clears throat> Eleven years ago, Sophia's dad was killed in a car accident. Oh wow! Okay, we were we were still dating. I think I was about to ask her to marry me a few months later. So her dad was killed in a car accident. She inherited uh, at the end of that year, right before we got married, she inherited like 150 grand. I said, you know, we're about to get married. I said we should just buy our house, straight out buy our house. At that point in time, she had no income. She was going to school, and I was limping along after the Great Recession. I was surviving barely. Yeah. So the idea of having a mortgage, I was going to move her into my trailer. You were doing a Windshield washer, window washer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's another one. So, um, okay, so anyways, we took that money. We we bought the house. Yes, coming out of recession, so I was not making very much money. I was probably making a little over 40 grand. Thank you. Okay. 
I lost a lot of business. I don't know. I'm not, I don't even. I don't even know what I was making. I was like, it might have been less than forty grand. Bought the house in two thousand January two thousand eleven for one hundred thirty six thousand. It's worth like two fifty now or something. It's worth well. It's worth two fifty. We need to do some work on it, but at, at the least, it's worth two hundred. Let's just say two hundred. We'll go conserve two hundred. Yeah. Um, eight years later, I went to Frost and I got I got the HELOC. Mm-hmm. And they go, well, we'll give you X percentage of the value because you already own the house. You're gonna have a pretty, a lot of equity. Eighty percent, right? Right, right, right. So I got a HELOC loan for one hundred thirty thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, last fall, I took that HELOC and I bought the investment property mm-hmm. for sixty thousand. It came with the house and the lot, empty lot next door, and I spent eighty eighty-five thousand dollars. A whole lot of money bringing that whole flat. I mean, it was, it wasn't a full gut. It was about 90% of the way there, though. Okay, updating it. There's still a few, a few things that are original, but a lot of it's, it's beautiful. Have you ever seen it? Ever showed it to you? I don't think so. I'll show it to you. Um, that, that house just got appraised. Uh, what are we in? So, uh, at the beginning of this month. Because what we did is went to, and we got a mortgage on it. We applied for all that stuff. We had to wait like five weeks for the appraiser. All the appraisers are backed up right now. They go, this house is worth 173 grand. Nice. So I took that $136,000 house. And today, because of inflation and because of housing demand on the other house, I now have $375,000 of, of property okay. from 136. Yeah. That's leveraging. In two years, that investment house will be worth about 200. And this one will be worth about 275. Mm. Yeah. So I'll be approaching half a million. So you're riding <coughs> on five properties, increasing in value instead of one. Yeah. And then people go, well, they have people tell me this all the time. What happens if there's a recession? What happens if there's a recession? What are they going to do? Move out onto the street? I said, yeah. this is the beautiful part about real estate is if there is a recession, like let's say it's 2008 all over again. Oh, you mean I can get properties cheaper now? Yeah. Oh, you mean people? Both. You mean people can't get access to credit because the credit market just seized up, yeah. so they have to rent? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll take some more of that. Yeah. And people go, oh, okay. What if? What if? What if it's super hot like it is right now? Like, oh, you mean so people can't afford houses? Yeah. Because they've and they, and they have to rent. I'll take that. I can't. I cannot. The only time I could possibly lose is if I decide to sell in a downturn. Yeah. Yeah. That's possible. But I'm not going to do that. Rob, both Robert Kiyosaki and Dave Ramsey bought a lot of property. During the downturn? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The only difference is Ramsey used his own money. And Robert Kiyosaki said, yeah. He goes to the bank and he's like, okay, I will take all these properties. Uh, the only condition is uh, you guys fund them and I'll take them off your hands. <laughs> so he didn't use so he got, he got he got a note for them all. Yeah, they just transferred ownership to right. him. Right. With him, you know. And so, using that scenario, Kiyosaki has more cash. Yeah, because he didn't, well, uh, assuming... Because he didn't just sink it all into the brick and mortar. Yeah. Like Ramsey did. In his narrative, how he spoke it, he didn't didn't sound like he put anything into it. That's possible. That's probably most people, unless you're a really high-level investor, can't do that. But even if you have to put 20% in, or 25%, it's still 75% of your cash is still sitting there. Which you can then continue to deploy, right? So, remember I talked about that lot? Okay. When we got the mortgage on the house, 
that lot was not included in that. It's just the house and the lot that it's on. I'm going through a process right now with the appraisal district of breaking those apart. Even though they're already platted uh, on the tax ID for the county, it shows them as one unit. Now, so, the property you have now? Yes. You're going to split the... Yeah, because I, I want to build another oh, house. Right, I can't. Property. Right now, they just have one tax ID number. Right. So there's a process. I'm going yeah. through it. Well, you've got time right now anyway. i got time right now. So uh, I'm going to take that land. Now, to be fair, that land isn't worth very much. Right. 12 grand tops. Oh, wow. It's, it's, wow. In, a, it's in a low-income neighborhood. That would be a nice first... But that can go Still. towards my down payment. Okay. So let's just say hypothetically, I go to the, the, the builders... Build if they had a textured ceiling, I think it would yeah. take some of that. If we, if I went to the builder and I said, "Hey, I want to build a four two. I want it to be eighteen hundred square feet." Blah, yada yada, and they go, "Oh yeah, that's going to cost two hundred grand." Okay. So I can space it out. That's uh, about fifty thousand dollars that I'll need to put down to start that process. Okay. So what, I got a question. Yes. What is your measure of wealth? My measure of wealth. Because we talked about net worth, talked about cash flow. I don't, I don't need more stuff what, in my house. But you know, how do you nail down who's richer? Um, I would say it's who has the most assets. So there's a difference between controlling assets, but if the bank most, owns most of it. It depends on how much you pay the bank cash flow. It's either cash flow or net worth. Right, but how are you going to get cash flow unless you have the assets? Yeah. One, one begats the other. So, look, there's people out there that make, you know, there's a guy can drive up on a Porsche right now. He's going to earn nine times more than I do or more. Okay. But if he doesn't own any property, I actually, because he could lose his job. Yeah. It's, it's one source of income. Right. Right. And I have the assets. Now, that's completely separate from the infinite banking side, which is a uh, basically like a super bank account is what it is. Yeah, you're building net worth that you're going to be able to leverage one for one. Right. So I'm using the IBC to, to lever like a fulcrum and buy this property. And it's not really one for one because the one for one will be able to get you five times the property because it would be a 20% down payment. So really, right. you're leveraging one to five. All right. So it, let's say years down the road, I've got ten units, and each one of them's cash flowing after all the bills are paid. I'm talking about taxes, insurance, maintenance, everything. Each one's cash flowing like 250 bucks a month. You're like, oh, that's not very much. That's twenty five hundred dollars. What do I have to do anything for? Hmm. I have to go to work for that. Yeah. I can take that twenty five hundred dollars. Instead of spinning it and burning it off into the ether, I can put it back into the policy. And then I call up the insurance company and say, hey, give me a loan. And they go, okay. Now, one of the big falsehoods with people that are anti-IBC is like, why would you borrow money from yourself? Yeah, that's what I'm not borrowing money from yourself. It's still there. It's still there. You're borrowing from the insurance company and they're collateralizing that money. And you're getting, uh, what, usually 4 to 6%? Yeah, about 4 yeah. And, and that doesn't count dividends. Only without the depreciation. Yeah, of and, the car. yeah, and it, it it'll always continues to go. And I, it's interest only. So they've got to have like something. To well, it's the table. Oh, it's to be fair, it's the table. Oh. I mean, on a regular table, see, see how this is happening. Been forced to, like, okay, this house, I'm, this house I'm gonna build. 
I mean, it ain't gonna take five years to build a house, but it could take a year just based on all the permitting and all the, the with the materials the way they are right now. So you know, you kind of do have to think and jump. Yeah, it is. But this this is not gonna be a timber house. Right. It's a steel frame house. It'll still have timber for the walls and stuff, but the, but it's gonna be steel, you know. Yeah, Mueller, Mueller, like you see, you've probably seen Mueller, the orange building. They do use Barnuminium shop and stuff like that. They have house kits. Steel. Which also has gone up a lot, but not as much as timber. I think the shortage was glue. I think that's what kept the whole timber timber industry. You know there's a latex shortage in Texas right now? Latex. If you go to Sherwin-Williams right now and ask for 100 gallons of latex paint, that goes... Maybe next week we might have some. Oh, uh, you know what? I I, I called um, I called around to find out you know a backup generator, and they said all right it's uh, you know for your house to, to back up for X amount of time or whatever. It's basically, you talking about like a diesel or something like that? Diesel generator? It'd be propane. Okay. Something gas propaneish, something like that. And they recommended like I don't know. A, 75 gallon, 100 gallon, 150 gallon tank. Wow. That's okay. what they recommend it for. Yeah, I'd go for days. Yeah, weeks, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I don't think we need that. Yeah. You know, maybe 75. Anyway, they priced it at $5,000. Okay. That's a little steep for us. $2,500 is what I was looking for, you know. They said, uh, even if you had cash, we can't install it till next May. Till next May. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, we are screwed if we have So they're, they're screwed, too, because they can't, do they can't take any money in. Yeah. They can't do business. Unless they are doing business or whatever. And like You don't have the materials, you don't have the materials. If they, well, maybe it's spacing them out or whatever. I, I can't believe that. But, but you, this is like... Well, this is what happens when you shut the economy down. When you shut everything down. And then, like, this was so obvious that, like, last year I posted, no amount of stimulus checks is going to buy products that we're not producing. Right. And here we go. All this inflation. Big surprise to everybody. Not me. Not you. Yeah, it's like, last year I'm like, it doesn't matter how much money you have, you're not going to be able to buy it. Well... The, the logical consequences yeah. of that is that no, we don't prices are going to have to adjust. And those prices will continue adjusting until the supply is... Not made. only that, though, but the, the Federal Reserve Bank uh, probably dropped in about... When you talk, trillions. If you when you add Biden and Trump's deal, yeah. you're probably and, over and four, four trillion. Yeah, yeah, four trillion, <laughs> five trillion. You can't dump that much cash in without having people go. Oh, we know we haven't seen that much inflation movement, yeah. and then all of a sudden here it comes. I'm like, because of velocity, it's, it's not just quantity. Yeah, it's velocity. <laughs> we'll be able to see the uh, spikes on there. So yes. I wonder if this would help, even though they're um, just... Yeah, well, yeah, because it's not... It's yeah, directional, it's, so it should be yeah. okay. But yeah. even though... Nobody's going to know what we're talking about. Um, no, no, I, I saw that... I told Sophia, like, last... It's probably around November, December. I was like, man, I don't understand 
my inflation is because back then it was oh it's only 2.3 percent i was like yeah, that's like it's got to go up it's got to go because she's looking at me like yeah when you pass the green beans i'm like because uh, i was just like why is it going up yeah and it was just it was, i was just a little off a little and now it's like really kick i've been raising my prices like crazy on my accounts oh, yeah. we got I have to yeah, I have to. The, uh, Everything going up. You you plug in the cost of your uh, materials. No, it's what? basically cost of living. Yeah. I mean, how much do I want to make per hour? Really interesting though is I've gone up on probably at least fifteen or twenty accounts. Nobody said anything. They're like, well, we understand. Yeah. I'm like most of the time I go up. What? Going up five dollars, ten dollars. Yeah. Nothing. Because everybody's growing up, going up. So yeah. me, I'm just a drop in the bucket. But this is like a race. Like everybody's chasing these prices. Don't come back down, or they they don't come at to the same level so ever. What does that mean if you are a property owner? Like, yeah. Like if you own it's, if you own if you own uh, investment property, it's a win. I paid 139 for my house five years ago. It was appraised at like 145-ish, somewhere around there. Uh-huh. Right now, it's between 170 and 200. Wait a minute, between? Yeah. Oh, they they give you like an estimate range or something? Well, it, <clears throat> okay. So the insurance has it uh, at about 169 to rebuild. Gosh, so I say yeah, you're gonna. But you know, the market we were talking says, about the HELOC. <laughs> A year ago, yeah, no, I don't have enough. Well, that's working. We're in getting favor. close, yeah, because uh, the mortgage right now is like 130, 129, 20. Yeah, but if it's worth 200, yeah, then you have seventy thousand dollars in equity. It's tempting, so I'll probably have like tens of thousands in there that we could do at least fifty thousand. You right now, you put it into Bitcoin. Might <laughs> not be a bad. If I Bitcoin's relaxed, it's like thirty-five percent discount. I, I, you know, it's. I'm not knocking. I don't know. But I, I, me, I'm more of a property guy. So I like stuff I can touch. Yeah, but we don't want to be tied down over there, you know. So we want to. So you don't have to be tied down. You can move properties. You can move to Florida. It don't matter. Your house is just gonna stay there. It's, it's not gonna be empty. There's gonna be somebody in it. There's a You know what they're gonna be doing? They're gonna be paying you up for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I've, I've thought about this for almost 10 years. And I, I, I thought about markets, the markets, and all that stuff. And what I, told, I think I told you this What turned me off on the stock market in general, not that you can't make money, people make billions of dollars every day. It was about 2013 or so. And Apple came out with their earnings report for whatever quarter. It's like, we made 40 billion dollars it was the most money a company had made in a quarter in the u.s history in a quarter they made more money a quarter than like microsoft would make in a year right it was insane that was it's way more than that now it's like 60 or 70 billion now so i was like oh man their stock must be popping right now i looked at it it was down like 11 percent i'm like yeah. You know why? It's irrational. You know yeah. why? Because the experts, dudes that just make stuff up, they go, oh, we thought they were going to get $42 billion. Yeah, yeah. So it didn't meet expect market expectations. But the people that know what they're doing, like like Warren Buffet, he's like, I wouldn't care if they shut it down for five years. Oh. He's not playing the short game. No. And, and uh, Ramsey says the same thing. He's yeah. like, look, the news 
things fluctuate. Don't worry about it. You ever notice if you listen to Ramsey's show? Yes. Okay. I, I'm more and more. More and more. So, if you ever listen to Ramsey, because I used to listen to it years ago, he always talks about. Uh, he talks about two things: get term insurance, invest the rest. Okay. Yeah. And then he says, take that money that you waste with the whole whole life insurance policy. He spits at it. And he says, uh, invest it in a good performing uh, growth stock mutual fund that's going to return you about uh, 10 to 12% annual. Yeah. Okay, Dave, which one would that be? Yeah. Well, you, you notice he never says which one it is? Specifically, I think he's. You know why? I because he was a little more specific. Or maybe, no, he was general. Because he, he made categories. He said specific. Yeah, he can't. He can't because he never knows what's going to happen. And one, there are virtually no mutual funds that they return. Smart pros that, they, that they Just do a search at how many times the average mutual fund beats the market. He says his does. He's full of crap. He's full of crap. Well, in a mutual fund, he's full of crap. Arc investment is the way to go. Anything that is not in a Roth or 401k, is, Arc investment is going to be a main part. So when I turn 72 or something like that, my the current policy that I'm about to implement next month in July will be throwing off. Uh, that's if I add no more than my, my current premium, which I'm going to start paying. It's gonna throw off like seventy something thousand dollars a year in growth that I can borrow against and never pay back. Seventy thousand yeah. a year? Yeah. It's gonna grow. It's be, by the time I'm seventy, yeah. it'll be cranking. It'll be that big. Yeah. Remember it compounds. Yeah. And I could just pull it out. Yeah. Oh, that'll be seventy thousand. Then what is that? Forty years from now? Yeah. Mm, unfortunately, 45? no. It's like thirty something. Oh, because <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm forty-five. Forty-five. Okay. So it's like thirty-five so years. Thirty-five years. Yeah. Um, you know, as inflation is going now, as mm-hmm. be a, that might be equivalent to 35, 40 grand today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tax-free, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's all tax-free. Plus, you've got Social Security if it exists. I'm not even, I don't even think about Social Security. <laughs> you might get 12 grand. Now, remember, what have I been doing for all those years with that infinite bank policy? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to so go. okay. have... So, Multiple. Yeah, this is not your end all with that no, policy. No, no. That's just a side benefit. It's, a, it's another thing, another lie about infinite banking. It's a terrible investment. Well, guess what? It's not an investment. It's a supercharged bank. You become the bank. What does a bank do? They loan. They take other people's money. They leverage it and they they loan it out. You're leveraging your own money. But you're also buying an insurance policy. And that, that's just icing on the cake. Cost. It's just icing on the cake. But you can only, yeah, so the insurance policy, you're not, I guess you are going to get, you can either get the cash value or the insurance policy. Okay, so this is how a whole life insurance policy works. You're basically funding your own policy, your own death benefit, you're funding it. Okay. So let's say your death benefit's 250 grand. They're going to go, Scott drives a truck. He's got low blood pressure. He doesn't have any cancer. He doesn't have HIV or whatever. Truck driving's kind of dangerous, though. This is the actuaries, and they go, if he does this for the X number of years, you know, we project he'll live to 76 or 70. 
And maybe maybe somebody who's I'd be interested in what they project me to live. Yeah. You'll be a little lower just based on what you do. Because yeah, it's, it's higher. If you're a soldier or a firefighter, it's real low. I really don't want to be doing it between five and ten years from now. So, so what they do, this is how inflation works. For you, you're talking about, oh, it's only worth 35000 Well, guess what? Your premium is locked. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. And that's so I'll another... have more dollars yeah. to throw at my premium. It's just like a, a, mor- a mortgage note. Yeah. It's just like your car payment. It's locked in time. Yeah. It's frozen there. Uh-huh. Okay. So that whole thing about, oh, it's only going to be worth it. Yeah, but my... I'm still going to pay it off early though. My, my, why? Yeah, I would take that money you were going to put into that and I'd build your cash pool with it. Because that ain't going anywhere. It's a cost. It's ain't going anywhere. It's gonna. You you talk about the time. I think this one it's wrapped into the loan, so that I've already paid the interest in the loan. It's not going anywhere. How many how many more years you got on it? Uh, two or three. It's, it's like two hundred bucks just, a month. Just just pay it off, and then take any extra, and then you pay yourself. Uh, you always hear that. Ramsey pay told me to oh, pay it dude. off. So, yeah, that's my rich uncle. <laughs> yeah, right. Without any inheritance. <laughs> my, my rich dad, Robert Kiyosaki, says. <laughs> well, here, you know, this is a, a thought I had the other day. Dave Ramsey actually takes calls and helps people mm-hmm. in a practical sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki doesn't. He just I, I, doesn't. I equate, okay, I equate this to... We, were just, we started this whole conversation with the Bible, King James Version with the other one. Yeah. Can someone get saved out of, a, you know, the people's Bible, which is some yeah. just junk? Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it can happen. People can get saved. Can, oh, wow, I didn't know that. Wow, I am a sinner. You know, they can get saved. So when, I'm, when people call in to Ramsey, they are... You think you're preschool. They're like in the womb still. As far. They don't know nothing. Yeah. And they've got huge debts. And they got yeah. huge amounts of interest. Like tens of thousands they got, of dollars. But what does he say? He got boats. And, yeah, boats and jet skis and all that. And it's just like, it's, it's insane. Yeah. It's, right? Yeah. So, he, so they have no self-control. So Kayasaki is just, he's more about him. And so was Nelson Nash. It's a mentality. But they, they both say it's a mentality. It is. But, the, but the end goals are different. For Ramsey, it's to get out of debt, build and work really, 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 really hard, and build up some net worth. Whereas well, for a temporary time, he doesn't have any of his employees work more than forty hours a week. He's oh, only forty-eight hours? Only forty hours a week. Yeah. Okay. No more than that. Okay. That's what most people work. So I don't know how well, that's different. I haven't worked only forty. You're a little different. Yeah. These people probably only work like twenty or five or thirty hours a week. What do you do with all your time? I don't know. They want their off time. It doesn't matter. So it says, oh, we only work 40 hours a week. That's a standard work week. That's not. And then if you said 20 hours a week, oh, that's pretty good. I got 40 hours by Wednesday. <laughs> so, Kiyosaki. And then I feel guilty because I didn't do take an hour or two in writing. Kiyosaki is about using debt to build wealth. Yeah. Whereas Ramsey is about you work your ass off for 40 years and then you build wealth. Well, no, not 40 years. Just to get out of debt, because that likes intensity, build your debt-proof buffer, uh and then you... You do the work like so you, you asked me earlier. How do you how do you how do you gauge wealth? He does work hard, but I mean, you know. See, my, here's the thing. Yeah, I can't buy time. Yeah, there you go. We've burned off. However, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. It's the history now. Mm-hmm. So, my thing is, is 
if I can use debt to acquire assets and have those assets work for me, I can get, I mean, basically Same am buying, do, buying my time back. I need to put my <clears throat> net worth into things that are appreciating an asset of value or accumulating dividends or you know, cash flow. Valerie, yeah, I, would take real, I would take really good care of that car. Oh, I'm going to drive sure. it as long as possible. Drive it as long as until I it starts Tesla, to really... but I don't want to give up $25,000, for a car. I really, I mean, even if it's going to maintain most of its value, I still don't want to put it in there unless I have to. This is what's... I'm going to tell you. you want, I want to prognosticate right now. You ready? Yeah. Okay. This, was the, this is the future of electric vehicles. Since everybody's got it and their mother's got an electric vehicle coming out, all the current electric vehicles... Are gonna drop rapidly in value. With Even the, Teslas, they do updates and stuff like that. With I the mean, exception, the with the exception, did. yeah. So you can get a Model S original one for like thirty grand. Right, but like, so you got Ford's got that Mach E, which is pretty nice. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, you got the electric Hummer coming. You got the Ford electric. So they're coming. So Tesla had this huge, like, almost ten-year lead. Okay, but all the ones are coming. So like a Chevy Bolt. Okay, it gets about 265 miles of range. Um, it's a good little car. It's not. It's no sexy Tesla, but it can still do zero to sixty in like six something seconds, which is pretty. Which probably is faster or faster than your car, right? Yeah, mine will do at least. The value on those things and the Leaf Nissan Leaf. Woo. You know why? Because it's it's like a video game, man. The next one's even better. So what happens to the one behind it? So. I'm like, you know, in like two or three years, the top level bolts are going to be like 10 grand. Mm. So I won't have the Tesla sexiness and the speed, but I'll have, I can have an electric car for like 10, 12, 13 grand. Mm. Yeah. I like my charger. There was a, just the other day I saw a charger, like with a spoiler and everything, and a Tesla in front of it. And I was like, my heart was torn, you know, because <laughs> I really like the way it's designed. Yeah. I, I drive one, so I know it's a beautiful car. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, the electric, no gears. It's just one smooth yeah. acceleration. That's a, In the truck all day long, it's like 13 gears. Well, I'd be curious to see how the uh, Tesla Semi drives. Oh, it's smooth. They already have it. Yeah, smooth all the way. Now, they're going to have to gear those down because technically those could rip the tires off trying to haul 80,000 pounds because you can go to 0 to 60 in like 15 seconds or something like that with that kind of haul, it just rip them off. It, there's no tires that are going to be able to do that even if you have 8 of them you know, I just don't think they're going to be able to do that and they're not going to want their drivers to be so doing that for I company think, drivers I think, so they're going to have to dump it down so the, my question on the Tesla Semi is how long is it going to take to charge us like, the battery has got to be several hundred kilowatts uh, yeah, with their superchargers, they're talking 30, 40 minutes. Really? Yeah. That's a lot of juice, man. Yeah. I wonder, uh, but, you know, for what, the semi. What, what they're doing is using the Powerwall technology and doing DC charging instead of AC. But how's the time, though? Is it still 40 minutes? That, that helps. It. That makes it fast. DC charging. DC okay. charging is the key, huh. if okay. I understand. So... If you're a Wal- if you're at Walmart and you're driving an electric Tesla truck, the day caps are, it's going to be so easy. You just play it. I mean, our trucks sit there all night long. We don't use them. The, the oil field is a different story. They are cycling. The, those trucks are running 24/7 if they're still. I mean, mm. uh, oil's up. I don't know if you knew that. 
Yeah. So I have a I have an ongoing bet out there, uh, and I will be found out whether I was correct. But I predicted that oil will not be above seventy for more than six months. Mm-hmm. Now with inflation, yeah, well, that yeah. might be my end. You know, my dig yeah. because. It, but I'm going to adjust for inflation, like CPI. I mean, it's, I'm not going to debate like whether CPI or is is correct. This things lag so badly, though. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just going to go with it. I mean, because they literally take oil and all the commodities out. You know, your food. That's kind of a big part of it. Yeah, out, yeah. That, like that's what it should be based on. Right. You know, the things want. you actually have to yeah. buy. Well, yeah. We're going to base our CPI on yachts and uh, expensive cars <laughs> and, furs. And, and paintings and right, stuff like right, that. Right. Well, no, they don't do that because those, those have gone up and down. Oh, yeah, um, yeah I, I think will, will... I just don't think there's going to be enough demand to keep it up. And, and the, the demand and supply. It's at both ends. It's not just one end where the well, demand is that's the thing, though. Well, now that the American... Yeah, but you can, you can increase the supply. You can always increase the supply. Well, that's the point. The point is, is if you increase the supply, so I, it's going to bring down I'm, the value. I'm not arguing that oil is going to go to $140 a barrel again. Right. No, no. That, that can't happen. And I, and I might be wrong, and that's fine. I, I wanted to put my gut feeling on the line because I don't... I need to teach this thing a lesson if it's wrong. Right? Yeah. You know, this thing inside me is saying there's no way. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, this loud voice in, inside me is saying oil's never going to stay over the boat. Okay, all right, you uh, bellicose, you know, whatever. I, I think it can I'm stay. putting it online. So I, I'm, yeah. like, I'm challenging my own ego or whatever it is that is saying this. I'm like, okay, if I'm wrong, I'm going to own up to it and say I was wrong. But the other question is, how wrong was I? I mean, will it be over 70 for three years or seven months instead of six That's months? It's so hard to predict it because who would, have thought, who would have seen COVID? Yeah, yeah. You know that. So it would take, I just, everything I know about economics is telling me there's no way, unless there's like a rampant inflation, but CPI matters, you know. I think the problem is. I don't think there could be that much CPI to, to keep it elevated. I mean, you'd have to have 20-30% inflation to, to really sustain is Gas-powered vehicles are going to become, well, they already are, but they're going to be even more so. They're going to be just a cheaper alternative. Meaning it's like, you know, I can buy an electric you know, Camry or whatever. But it's going to be... Like once you get electric to the same price, the main maintenance costs go down because all those moving. Yeah, parts, but you're talking about. There's a lot going on there. It's yeah. the experience, you know, it, it instant torque but, and all okay, that. Okay, okay. I'm talking about these girls here. I'm talking about the average everyday person. Yeah, that's. You know, I can pick up a new a used Corolla and I own nine grand. The average person is getting a seven-year auto loan for a new no, car. No, 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 no. As a matter of fact, there was a story that just came out today. It said uh, the average age, uh, average length of time that people keep a car. What do you think it is? They might not keep it that long, but that's What's the, the average length of time the average American keeps a car? My guess would be three to four years. Google it. You Google it. It's your statistic. You can Google it. <laughs> uh, Average 
links? I don't know, but I'm going to keep mine for a while. Oh. Is it more or less than that? Time. Uh, American. You could do text to speech, it's faster. I know, right? Um, there. Hold on. Oh, 10 years. Wow. That's old. It's uh, it's actually went up to over 12 now. It says 2020. Well, wow. Average ownership of cars. Okay, here's the newest. Here's That's the new here's the nearest one. What does that say? 11.6 years. Mm. I didn't know that. So you were like three years. Three and a half, three, four. No? Oh, it, I'm biased by my personal experience. I, I bought these 20-year-old cars that didn't last you're proving, long. You're, you're proving, yeah, you're proving your own point. My point, though, is like, I'm going to keep that one. What year is that yeah, car? Yeah, well, this one, this is a 2012. It's almost 10 years old. Yeah. Well, but I haven't owned it for 10 years is the point. I've owned it but for it has, it's, three or four it's years. It's still in service, and somebody's going to drive it, and you're going to drive it for years longer. Oh, so that's the average <coughs> a car is on? Or? No, that was actually yeah. ownership. Okay, ownership. Okay, yeah. But, but, but I but, hope it lasts another four or five years. Oh, it will. If you take care of it. I mean, it's not going to say it won't have issues, but, you know. Yeah, mostly you don't drive it that hard. It. No, yeah. I did it first. I freaking is it eight or six? That poor transmission. Who knows what happened? Yeah, I mean, it took but a few months off of it. Oh yeah. What is it? A V6 or it's a V6, eight? Okay. eight speed. Okay. It's got 300 horsepower. Dial? How does it shift? Uh, it's got the oh, weird shift column thing. Or yeah, so center you, shift. Yeah. So. Oh, it's got the little dinghy that killed the uh, Aston or Ashton. You push it up and then it goes back to the middle and you push. You yeah. Push the button and I hate that thing. I, I had to redesign those. You know, you heard about that. The Star Trek actor got killed because of that, right? Anton Yelkin. Oh, really? Because he tried to put it in park and it wasn't. He had a Jeep Grand Cherokee, also a Chrysler product, and his at his house. Such a stupid way to die, but at his house um, in L.A., so his, his driveway goes down like that. So he parked his Jeep Grand Cherokee. He thought he had put it in park. It was, it was kind of confusing. They've yeah, redesigned it since then. He goes down the driveway to check his mail. And it just hmm. killed, him. Killed, him. killed him by his own car. Killed him by his own car, crushed him in between the car and the house. Wow. What a sucky way to go. Wait, how did that happen? So he goes to because get the mail. Because he thought it was in, he put it. In. But I mean, I'm thinking if he's going downhill. Yeah, but you, but you said the house. The I don't house know how his house is laid out. Oh, okay. I say mail. Maybe it's going for something else. Okay. I mean, it, it, you can. Well, look. anyway, the point is, is yeah, because that almost happened. That happened in the first year. I go to put it in park, and it's in reverse, and I'm halfway out of the car, and the thing's moving. Oh, Does that happen? Is that happen? That has happened with me. It doesn't happen anymore, but you have to know how to use it. And I thought, man, this is a. It was a nice idea. This is a dangerous idea. Actor was killed at 27 when his 2015 Cherokee rolled backwards down the driveway his Los Angeles home, pinning him between a mailbox and a security. Okay, so I got that. Oh, right. it was a mailbox. Wow. He was thick crushed. Is his mailbox. <laughs> it must be a, one of those brick column mailboxes. Yeah, so he got. They sued Chrysler. 27 years old. Wow. Yeah. Okay. He plays Chekhov in the new Star Trek movies. Or he did. So they have the same thing where you, you pull it back and then it, it changes the gear, goes back to the middle. It's a, it's poorly, a neat idea, poor, but it's like, not they did not drive that thing very far. <laughs> they figured, oh, 
well, I made that mistake, but somebody else isn't going to make the mistake or something. I don't know. So, Toyota, I'm a big Toyota fan because of the way they, their, their process and the way they do things. They're not perfect, but they do, they do, they do a pretty good job. They got a Tundra, a new Tundra coming out, completely redesigned, built right up the road in San Antonio. And it's going to be a, a twin turbo V6 hybrid. Oh, okay. So you get the best. Of yeah, both worlds. World. Yeah, I was talking to Alec, which is my stepdaughter's fiance. They both work for Mike Shaw Toyota in Cal Allen. And he said, yeah, we're hearing stuff about it might have, with the electric assist, over 600 horsepower. And when yeah. it's sitting there at a light or a park parking lot, it's just me running on battery. Yeah. Like That's the way it goes. It's not an horsepower. Yeah. And they won't need a, as much battery. But so Toyota is converting their entire fleet to hybrid. Huh. Matter of fact, the new Toyota minivan is only available in hybrid. The Venza, only hybrid. So they're, they're slowly phasing out just gas. Are they doing that for emissions requirements or just because this makes sense? They're doing it for two reasons. One, they know electric, while it's hyped up a lot, it's still a ways down the road. So this is kind of a, a gap. So they know if they know most people, if they get 40 miles of the gallon, yeah. they're happy. That's yeah. the spectacular mileage, right? Yeah. So what they're doing is they're going, they're going. We've been building Priuses and hybrids for 20 years. Yeah. We have this thing perfected. Uh-huh. So meaning you're still going to have the reliability. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what they're doing is they're just they're going to be doing this for like the next decade, and then they'll slowly move into the untested electrical stuff. Yeah, it seems like a good transition. Elon's like, that's stupid. I'm going. He is, like, but yeah, but then they have all those growing pains that the get batteries. Out. Right. Uh, if you're look, you know, Tesla Tesla built like I don't know, five hundred. I don't know how many. Last year, I think it was like seven hundred thousand. Was it seven hundred thousand? Even with the production delays. Yeah, I think so. But by uh, the way, I don't think they meant. How many? The reason why used cars are going up in value now is because they didn't produce a lot last well, they, year. Yeah. Well, no, because that's of the what chip I tried shortage. to tell you over the phone, and you're like, "No, they're selling like crazy." Blah blah. blah. I'm like, yeah, compared to how many they. they you're you're missing. You're missing the point. Why don't they have any cars on the lot? Because uh, they, they sold them. Okay, but they, they. But if you have the amount that are are, are made. And it, even if you have the same amount or even less of a demand, if the amount Car that sales was were was way up at the end of last year, up compared to what normal? Yes. Like, so if you averaged a whole year, remember inflation? More people got more cash. Okay, uh, how many? Look at it. Cars in 2019 in the U.S. Hold on, I'm, I'm new to the Did press Tesla. Press like, Coffee's coming out. Yeah. I was right. I said it was around 500,000. They built in 2020, they built 499, 550. Okay. Okay. Oh, no. no. Let's Industry see how many. That's... Compared to 19. No, no. 19 to 20. No, you're, you're getting all your things. How many did Toyota build? Well, I'm not comparing that. Yeah, they nipped like 5, 7, 10 million. I don't know, whatever it is. This is 2021. Yeah. But I mean, overall, what I'm saying is last year, Year to year, from 19 to 20, two million one hundred twelve thousand nine forty-one. And that wow, is, they're a quarter of the way there. That's great. Uh, it's North America. 
Oh, just North America. Okay. No. Uh, globally. Yeah, and, and Tesla's building, what, two or three more factories? One in Texas, one in Europe. Nine, okay, nine million. So yeah, that, uh, <laughs> I've looked at the statistics. That's, by the way, that's down 14% from the pandemic. Yeah, that's right. what so I that, was saying. That, because we were having a conversation about the cars, not just tes- not Tesla compared to the rest of them. This is going right now. Pause. We just left it going. Um, that's why, because look, used cars are going up in value now. Why? There's not enough inventory. Exactly. But you're saying it's all about the demand, and what I'm saying is, if the demand was the low, supply. if the demand was low, would you sell the cars? No, but you. The, okay, you just but it's both point. of them. It's both supply and demand, right? So you're you're focusing on the demand side, like, oh, it's like record buying of cars. Well, if you compare well, fourth quarter 2020 to fourth quarter 2019, it is up. I'm wanting year-to-year comparison. I just said fourth quarter 2020, the end of 2020, okay. the end of 2019. If you compare them year over year, there it was up. Yeah, well, compensating for the, the earlier part of the year. Yeah. Well, fourth quarters aren't usually good for, for cars, right? Is that is that right? I don't know. Anyway, I'm, I don't well, think we're going to... My point gonna... is, is that even if you had... Okay. So, I I talk I know, I know like I said I know two people that are in the car sales business. They were very busy last year. Yeah. When, once things started to loosen up a little bit, yeah. they were selling cars like crazy. Yeah. The only thing that hurt hurt them is the, the lockdown. Yeah. They couldn't sell the cars, so it's not fair to compare it. So yeah, in 2019 they were doing really good. I'm telling you. The demand is high. Yeah, I'm not arguing. And I mean, the the supply is constrained because they can't because get it out. They didn't make them. They didn't make enough cars. Right. You're saying, oh, if they had plenty of supply, the sales wouldn't be there. Is that what you're saying? Uh, what I'm saying, if they made the normal amount of cars, there wouldn't be any change. No, that's not. That's false. I'm okay. telling you, it's up. Okay. Up, 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 up. I'm wondering how many more. I'm going on intuition, so I'm, I'm open to the fact you're that... You're taking that... You t- you're swinging out wide well, so you yeah, can take that corner? No, well, it's... When you study something for 10 years, you get an intuition about something, right? And that's where I'm at on economics, and I'm testing this thing. You're, with you the were, oil, with this other right, stuff. You were asking why are used car sales or prices so high? Because... That's because of because supply constraint. All right, and you're going, well... And you're saying, if there were enough new cars, then it, the sales wouldn't be negligible over 2019, or or lower, or the same, or whatever. I'm saying no, they were still going up. They just ran out. Yeah. They just ran out. Yeah. They they, they were selling like hotcakes. They just ran out. There was no depressed car, new car market before 2020, before the pandemic. It wasn't like oh, car no, sales no, no, are no. so are down. They're so down. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That didn't. That wasn't a thing. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I should have just said that okay, in the very beginning. Okay. So that, this, I'm remembering our conversation because we're talking about the big three and how they might be struggling or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It sounds like my intuition is saying Ford has something good going. I really liked their CEO. The way when I heard the him. The new I one. Yeah. Oh, well, one how, got left. Uh, how, when when did that happen? It was last year. Last year? Oh, that old guy they had was a... 
That's I, why they got him out of there. He was I terrible. I thought like three, no, they got a, two or three years ago, I, I, I heard the CEO at the time didn't sound old. Then they've been both like, I think one's in his 40s. 50s. The old one was like in his 50s. Okay, yeah. So when I heard him, he sounded impressive. But at some point I was like... He came from the supermarket business. What? The supermarket business. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he was, an, he was a dummy. He's the one that killed all the cars. Killed what cars? Ford. Oh, yeah, he killed all he the cars. He called all the cars. I'm like, yeah. Toyota and Hyundai are going. Okay. Yeah, Sweet. salivating. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, just, you have no options unless you want to buy a Mustang. Yeah. No options. Which now. If the market pivots just a little, you're in trouble. Yeah. If all of a sudden SUVs fall out of favor, what are you going to sell them? Oh, there's no focus. There's no fusion anymore. There's no Taurus anymore. They're all gone. The Taurus should have been a They're easy one gone. to keep. Why? With like with well, sales. Um, Americans don't want cars anymore. They want SUVs. So we're just gonna stop making cars. Okay. It's wow. funny. Honda, Toyota, Kia. Um, still they don't have any problem selling cars. Yeah. Hey, your cars were crap. Or maybe you hadn't updated your cars to keep competitive because you were sending all your money into trucks and SUVs. Yeah. I understand if you have a cash cow and trucks and SUVs, but you don't abandon market share. You don't do that. Don't do yeah. that. Yeah. You don't take an established block, even if it's small. You don't just go, hey, how are you going to get it back? Yeah. We're rolling out the brand new 2025 Ford Taurus. Bought a, I just bought an Avalon or a Camry I don't, or an Accord. I don't need a Taurus now. Yeah. Hmm. How are you going to get them back? So they canned them? They canned them. As far as I know, with Ford, the only car you can buy is the Mustang, an electric Mustang. That's it. So they, they're going with the electric trucks, and it sounds like they've got a good thing going. Well, you're saying electric. They just went SUV and truck. Okay. They have escapes. They got eco sports. They got uh, expeditions. They got F 150s, F 250s, F 350s. They got Broncos. They got SUVs and trucks. All they got. Mm. All they got. Yeah. Mm. Um, which I, I think is a mistake. Do you think it was funny because uh, they challenged Tesla's Cybertruck and then they backed down and now they challenged. Who, who backed down? The Ford, 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 Ford. They, yeah, they, they backed down from the challenge. It wasn't Elon Musk that backed down. Oh, I thought you were, you were talking about it. It no, was Elon that backed no, down. No, it was Ford that did. And oh, they, I don't know. And I, they you... challenged him again with this. The uh, So they've got the Model S Plaid, which is a $130,000 car. Oh, they're going to challenge it with this, you know, freak car that they're not actually going to sell. Right? Which one? They, they got this beefed-up electric uh, Mach-E or whatever. Oh, that thing that does the, the donuts. I've seen the video. Oh, yeah. of it sounds, it sounds really amazing. It sounds annoying. It oh, it's just, like, it's just that's just all. That's the like, torque. Really? That's the torque. Uh, no, that, that that thing is legit, but yeah, you're right. That's never. That's not for. Consumption. Well, they have like six motors in it or something yeah, it's like insane. that. Really? Yeah. You got two motors per tire. Have you, have you, you ever seen that? It's it, it's it's. It, I mean, you talking about Australian tires? <laughs> what? 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 We were just laughing. All right, I gotta get out of here. All right. What? So, what do you want to do with this? Uh, yeah. Stop.